Big boom, bappy, sling, slong, slappy, ding a doom, back a get lick a giggy goo, boy. All right, everybody, welcome to yet another installment into our deep dive into the Batverse. Welcome to Supras, everybody. This is Andrew, your main squeeze <laughs> and uh i also have been yes hello not a correspondent anymore full-on member senior batman co-hosts everybody yeah and that other voice you're hearing is a voice you haven't heard in such a long time returned long. from the cold uh he's been thawed out huh Oh, oh, oh yeah uh, i forgot i always forget your name um <laughs> wolfie <laughs> wolfie good old i'm back Motherfuckers, I got lost. <laughs> I <was laughs> lost on the way to podcasting. Oh, man, but <laughs> at least you made it back. Made it, yeah, man. found my return. <laughs> All right, I'll oh, stop trying man. to impersonate Michael Ansar. So, <laughs> we're continuing today the deep dive of our Batman movies. And after Batman and Robin, one would think we'd go into Batman Begins, but that's not quite true because we are going into the animated movie that came out right after Batman and Robin. The much superior, <laughs> better received <laughs> Batman and Mr. Freeze Sub Zero. Finish him. <laughs> not, not that subject. Get over her. <laughs> that actually is very applicable to. That yeah, actually, yes. actually yes. plight. You're right. You're right. You're right. So, like, some nostalgia stuff on this one. I think, um, I like Andrew hasn't seen this. Hadn't seen this one before today. Not but at all. I had read into this on like Blockbuster. Remember, this is 1998. After Batman and Robin, because I wanted to see what the internet was talking about, because everybody on the internet was just like, this is a better movie than Batman and Robin, so much better yeah. and everything. I definitely remember the ending, but I don't remember it necessarily having the same impact on me as like other live-action Batman. Again, like Batman and Robin, as I said in the last episode, which you guys should have listened to by now, uh, <laughs> I didn't really have a lot of memories at all, good or bad, of Batman and Robin. It was just not that big of an impact on me emotionally as compared to any of the previous ones. Similar thing with Sub-Zero. I just didn't really have that big of an impact on it. I think I was too young to really appreciate character moments. So whenever you finish watching this movie as a kid... I was like, it was all right. Like, eh, it's okay. It's cool. It's, okay. it's like me watching the Batman anime series. Like, now, <laughs> I have a completely different opinion. But at the time, I was just like, all right, it's cool. And then we just returned to Blockbuster. Didn't really think about it much later. Yeah, okay. Until, like, okay. way, way later. So... Well, it's uh, more than I did. I, I fucking <laughs> right. like. I remember seeing these uh, advertisements around. I don't even know where I saw them. Maybe EGM magazine, yeah. the video game magazine. I used to really to yeah, but I I did not rent it. I think I was I was a fan of the show, of course, but I think maybe by that time I was playing too much Tony Hawk's Pro Skater. <laughs> you know, what was it ninety eight? Came out ninety nine, I think. No, it, it was eighty eight. I mean, oh, you mean Pro, Pro Skater? Skater. Okay, I thought Pro I was Skater came out like ninety nine yeah. or something, man. So was around that time. Uh, anyway, I think, I think I saw like a. I remember Fox Kids had made a big hullabaloo about Batman Sub Zero or whatever, yeah. and being like, "I gotta see that," but I don't think I saw it like right away. Okay. I think I didn't see it till maybe a couple years later, and they did like special presentation. You were play Bat. Yeah, it must mm. have been. Okay, but I think it was like a special presentation, maybe a year after it actually came out, and it was just like we're gonna play. Batman Sub Zero in full, you know, like they used to do that kind of thing. Maybe it might even been like a primetime Sunday night thing. Oh, it was a movie on TV. Yeah, the way okay. they played it. But I don't, re I didn't remember a whole lot of it until, you know, like when we watched it. I just, yeah. only a few no. shots that I really remembered. Okay. Also, it was interesting for me to watch because uh, just right off the bat, 
rewatching Batman the Animated Series for me these days just gets kind of boring because I've seen so many, I've seen the episodes so many uh. times, and I kind of know the pattern and I know the the different moments. And yes, like they did a great job, but like these days, I'd actually much rather watch some of the other cartoons of Batman just because they yeah. feel more new to me. I haven't yeah, yeah, watched yeah. them as much. Brave and the Bold and all that shit. I watch Brave and the Bold, Beware the Batman, The Batman from 2004, like all those. God, the CG I would rewatch. One, right? The CG, the, yeah, yeah, but where the Batman's the yeah, CG one. Yeah, they did yeah. a lot of interesting takes on the different characters, but that one wasn't bad. They canceled it so quickly. There though. was a CG. I, one. I didn't even know that. Yeah, yeah. it was a three yeah. CG one. They did a lot of different takes on it. So like Alfred was like more in the vein of the Earth One Alfred or the um, Sean Pertwee uh, Alfred from Gotham, who's like has been training him since he was a kid in how to fight and everything. So he's like a tough Alfred. Uh, and cool. everything, and then uh, like Katana is the one who actually becomes like yes. his first uh, sidekick and everything. Yeah, and they like avoid Katana. Yeah, yeah from, from Suicide, Suicide Squad. Squad. Yeah. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah, weird. and like she had like a weird back because like her father what used to be um, uh, SAS uh, agents with Alfred, and oh, Alfred's sure. partner. So like that's she kind of considers him to be his surrogate uncle, just like Bruce considers him to be the surrogate dad. So like they they have that connection and everything. And Bruce was more of a detective in general. Uh, in that show and was trying her to be a detective. So it was really cool. The CG aspect of it also made it to where they could do crazy camera movement. Yeah. And some people were criticizing it, but I think it's just the nostalgia for the animated series, I think, is strong enough to a point that whenever there's a new Batman animated series, it's always going to get compared and everyone's going to think it's inferior. And I just don't think that's fair because I think it's... classic. Yeah, like it's like, that's classic. I don't want to see another version of Batman the animated series had its own version. I want to see different shit. So yeah. Unless he's beyond, baby. That was was my favorite alternate take, I think. (laughs) Member berries. Lots of (laughs) You remember that? (laughs) That sick drum and bass opening. Yeah. (laughs) Gothy and... Clubby. Oh, in this movie, in Sub no, Zero, no, Batman Beyond, no, no, Batman Beyond, the, the oh, opening, Batman the opening on so very much edgy into that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. But yeah, it was when I was watching this. It was like it's like watching a new episode I'd never seen of right, the animated series right. before. Which, Even though I did yeah. see it, did but like, it's been so. I don't long. remember. Yeah. So I was not. It wasn't the same. Like oh, I'm kind of bored by this because I've seen Heart of Ice two hundred thousand times. Right. Yeah, this right. one's just like okay. Like I didn't remember that part. That's cool. That's cool. That's cool on here i don't remember at all I, I would think i remember this i would don't remember the opening being the danny elfman batman theme right in like a 90s right. cg yeah. version of like going through the insignia a little bit that was cool it was like they just played that like a short excerpt of that classic tune and then it was yeah. just like okay next composer who actually did right. the, music yeah. right, right, right. So the, different. the theme isn't really the in the rest of the movie then he yeah. just basically <laughs> carved like carbon copied the soundtrack from the mask it sounded like yeah oh yeah there's like this weird like a lot jazz of beat throughout the yeah. rest of some it. smooth jazz yeah. there even the best music is definitely the um stuff involving mr freeze that you hear at like the end credits or stuff with nora i like that a lot that. too. that's, that's yeah. very nice and haunting and everything so i guess we could uh i'll start in jumping into the actual mvp because the thing is it's called batman versus Batman and Mr. Freeze Sub-Zero, but Batman actually isn't that big of a player in this. This was the biggest surprise about the movie. Especially uh, after Mask of the Phantasm. Yeah. Mask of the Phantasm is so much about Bruce Wayne and Andrea Beaumont. I wonder, this is probably what they were feeling at the time. They're like, hey, we're so far into this series. We've done so much Batman. Um, we we also made the Citizen Kane of Batman films. <laughs> right. So we're gonna we're gonna you know give uh, Barbara and and Robin their due and give them amazing uh, action scenes and make them both seem yeah. badass as fuck. As well and as then Batman will be, do some yeah. OG shit at the end. Yeah, yeah. And then you know he's gonna definitely like steal the show, of course, 
at the end of it. But until then, there's going to be so much of the supporting cast. Right, yeah. I, know? I do wonder how much of that was because the studio was like, hey, we're releasing Batman and Robin. Right. you got to emphasize Robin right. and Batgirl Mr. Freeze. Right, right, this. right, right. Which they did well. I mean... It's because there's the tie-in to the animated series that they can kind of get away with right. like not having much of Bruce Wayne. Because it's really not Bruce Wayne's story at all in this one. It's more of Barbara's story. It's more of Mr. Freeze's True. story in this one. So, uh, like, Dick Grayson is definitely a smarter, definitely better version than the Chris O'Donnell one that we saw yeah, in Batman yeah, and Robin yeah. in, the, in the previous year. Yeah. He's more active. We see a little bit of the acrobatic uh, skills come into play when he's yes. trying to, when he um, has to swing from that tree back to safety after the motorcycle crashes. So that was pretty cool. Right. Uh, Barbara is definitely a better representation of the Barbara Gordon character than Robert Wilson. Every single thing she does is badass in this movie. Yeah, like she's definitely not. Even though she's been taken, she's not the damsel in distress. Right. In this, she's right. de- she's trying to fight her way out. She's an active character. She's arguably probably more of a protagonist in this than Bruce Wayne or Dick Grayson. Probably second only to Mister Freeze himself. Like she she is. They do set it up to where like she's she is like this female character that needs <laughs> saving, but at the same time she's so badass in her own right and also yeah. the story is explained so well as far as like he needs a female uh donor of the same uh, uh, yeah same, same blood body type. Build. yeah so i guess it lends itself to him stealing or it's not stealing kidnapping mm-hmm. a, a woman so you yeah, know it's, it, it's, it's plays with those old tropes but you know it's really genius honestly to, yeah. to have that connection or tie that in even more yeah I mean, she has a better She's brought into this way better than Barbara Wilson was in Batman and Robin last week. Well, yeah, that was ridiculous. <laughs> There's no motor- random motorcycle subplot. Right. Like, here's what I appreciate most about these animated movies. Everything is tight. Every scene is plays into the story. Yeah, that's it, true. Both with Mask yeah. Phantasm and with this. When it's a two-hour live-action thing, suddenly it's just like, oh, let's go on this tangent and that tangent and everything. Right. And it's better right. written, really when it's more concise and when it's more in this animated form of just like, okay, we only have an hour and six minutes. Right. Let's use every scene as economically as possible. I mean, there's that scene, I really noticed this, exactly what you're talking about, where um, they're in the hospital bedroom or whatever, and uh, everybody's like playing their role, like, what's his name? The cop guy pulls out, he's like, yeah, I got info on this. Yeah, Bullock, yeah. Yeah, yeah, Bullock, and then... uh, I don't know. There was something about that scene that stood like, out to me. Shut the door. Shut the door and all that. Like, <laughs> I felt like, I felt like, man, this is written really well. Everything's like yeah. falling into yeah. place. I wish more movies were actually like that. Like, <laughs> give me in and out in an hour, yeah. baby. Like John Wick. Each one of those movies could have been an hour piece. Yeah, so, yeah. Story wise, the John Wick story is maybe like it's half hour. It's technically a feature yeah. if it's over seventy five minutes. Right. I mean, you could you could get MPAA every everything on board eighty five minutes. Make an eighty minute movie. I love Why it. not? Yeah, it's love not like it. you can't. It's not like you're crippling the emotions of it because like Phantasm and and Sub Zero both are fucking emotional. Both of them right, probably right. more still more emotional than any of the live action ones that we've seen yeah. so far. Yeah. Oh yeah, for sure. I think that if you were to show a Batman movie to somebody that hadn't seen one in a long time mm-hmm. or definitely the animated one this is definitely the one to start off with because Phantasm I feel like is made for the hardened Batman fan this Probably, one is a little yeah. bit lighter fare ultimately yeah where you kind of like you know the characters but you don't need to know that much going in like I think yeah. 
what throws people on what Phantasm is just like seeing how vulnerable Bruce Wayne is or, or how Batman is because they're so used to him being the guy who knows everything and is invulnerable and is the detective right. and can solve the crime and, and is just a you know always on top of shit. Right. They don't, right. They're not right, used right. to seeing him vulnerable. They're not used to seeing his background. They're not see, used to seeing him truly in love. Mm-hmm. So that's right. how that one works. Uh, and all She's that. like the one that got away, right? Like Andrea, really, yeah. Truly, yeah. 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 Yeah, absolutely. So uh, in this sense, you can kind of see how he can relate to Victor uh, with uh, all the Mister Freeze stuff, and it's That's it's true. beautifully That's like true. It, the Batman's best moment. And if everyone's wondering what Andrew meant by the OG moment at the end, is is when oh, yeah. Batman he they get the kid, they get Nora Freeze onto the Batwing. Nobody gives a shit about. Belmont and whatever the fuck that guy, Belson. Belson. Belson's arguably the actual villain of this movie. Um, <laughs> yes, but, true. Yeah. Uh, but then he's just like, you know, if he, he he tells Robin, he's just like, if I don't come back, you go, you know, you take everyone and you know get out of here. Right. Right. Uh, and he has he has to go back for Victor. He he, it's the compulsion. He has to try and right. everything, and he does he does his best, and he gets injured in the process, and you know obviously it turns out Mister Freeze isn't dead, but it, it's a beautiful moment of him helping Victor and Victor helping them at the end that I think we kind of knew should happen when we see saw the the animated series episodes that lead up to it, right? But never really got to see it as well uh, or as well done as it was presented here, right? Mm-hmm. And it seems like even though there's like a thin thread through a lot of the old episodes where Batman has like a great deal of compassion for some of these, like, mm-hmm. it's like he's the only one who really understands them, knows they need to be stopped, but like some yeah. of the villains, he really, they're dimensions of what he is, a, lo- yeah. a lot of them. Yeah, he's, he's trying, there's, there's the element of the hero who tries to stop the villain from himself. Yeah, uh, right, on, right. On top of just trying to save people or save the innocent people. So that's definitely threaded through because Heart of Ice was the introduction to Mr. Freeze, yeah. finding out about Nora and his background and how he had that revenge against Ferris Boyle right. uh, in Mark Hamill's first voice role in the show. Oh, yeah. Uh, and then oh, the second yeah. one was Deep Freeze, where uh, a Walt Disney type is like kidnaps him. And that was kind of the first time where Brat- Batman talked Victor into uh, helping them out and everything. Uh, but it wasn't, it still wasn't quite to the level that we saw at the end of this. Right, right, right. Well, I kind of see the ending as kind of like, you know, Batman has a whole, like, he's kind of prejudiced against villains in, yeah. in that sense. And I feel like it's that whole deal again, once again, where Batman can't, if he let him die, he becomes a criminal. That's him going into yeah. the abyss. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, like he's, this is, that's, you know, like the line that he won't cross that Joker's always trying to mm-hmm. make him cross. Like, I feel like you kind of see that at play in this movie where, yeah. He's like, he just, he's not, nobody's dying on his watch. No villains yeah. are dying. He's going to deliver his, he's like uh, the delivery boy for Commissioner Gordon. He's going <laughs> to yeah. deliver this motherfucker right. to Commissioner yeah. Gordon. You take care of him. Send him to Arkham. We're going to hopefully not see him <laughs> I break mean, out. That's even portrayed well at the end of Batman and Robin, where Clooney goes up yeah. to Arnold and he's yeah. like, I'm taking you back to Arkham. And Arnold's like, kill me. Yeah. And he refuses to. And he's like, anyone can take a life. It's saving a life. That's, that's actually true power. And he he makes oh. it to at, he makes it at the Straight end to the where strings. he could he can research Nora's condition in Arkham in his room at the end of Batman and Robin like, like it's, it's a pretty it's good Clooney, ending. Clooney's best Batman <laughs> yeah. moment is our, is just 
yeah. hands down that fi- that's finale. Yeah. And you know, everyone else talks about the fucking credit card, talks about the nipples on his chest. Nobody seems to talk <laughs> about that ending. And I'm like, are you fucking kidding me? That's the actual like that's Clooney's actual that moment where he goes back. Suckle one of the nips right at the end just to bring it all home. <laughs> bring it all nice. There's a whole story reason for it. his rubber nipples, everybody. Okay. <laughs> Yeah, nipples it was a nice. really nice moment seeing like the bat fa- in 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 Sub Zero, like seeing the bat family like crowd around Freeze and like pick that shit up off oh, his leg yeah. after it broke. And help him out. Yeah, it's yeah, almost yeah. just like, oh, Victor. Yeah. yeah. Again. When it seems like honestly, Victor Freeze, his plight, he could he could probably handle it a lot more productively. He's got really terrible anger issues. Yes, <laughs> and yeah. for a guy who considers yeah. himself to be cold to emotion, yes, yeah. yeah. the one thing that he has any feeling towards is towards his wife. So he is going to do whatever it takes, whatever's possible. Yeah, I guess that makes sense. But that's me. what it is, though, right? That's what makes him a villain. Is yeah. because his, he'll do it's it's the any means necessary. I will kill a fucking kid mm-hmm. if I have to to save Nora. Mm-hmm. And you know, like that's that's how he is. Can't yeah. make out with the kid. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you yeah. could, but you shouldn't. <laughs> He is cold gross. to the feelings of pedophilia. Here. I was a little oh, suspect Colnock. when I saw the little Eskimo <laughs> child. Konak is, yeah, Colnock. Colnock. Yeah. yeah, there's some random kid in this My movie. Little yeah. boy. And I'm just like, I was surprised. Kid. I don't remember that like, at all. They're really stuck on this island for a long <laughs> yeah. time together. Yeah, this is some weird things happening. <laughs> Freezes suits off, you Strong know. Yeah. feelings. <laughs> He's half thinking in the but beginning. That's just how this. messed up my mind. Oh my god. <laughs> but I yeah, post this episode. Um, <laughs> let's tackle. Let's tackle Mr. Freeze. Let's tackle Konak more, bro. Let's just like Freeze did, bro. Okay, no, go Poor ahead. Conak. I mean, he's the orf- He's arguably Mr. Freeze's Robin in a way because he's like another orphan kid mm-hmm. that Mr. Freeze has like adopted for himself and everything. He <laughs> right. kind of cares about him. He's he needs analog. like a he's an analog. Yeah, he needs a what permanent a- sidekick who's like kid chill. Kid chill. Kid chill. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, it'd be Junior cool if Freeze. Conak comes and he's back just in DC cool Rebirth or something. <laughs> the yeah. Legend of Conak. Conak comes back, but he's got like a backwards hat and a skateboard. Conan, I like to skateboard. And then you could be like, you really are too cool for school, aren't I'm t- you? I'm totally Frostpunk now. I'm so cool in Frostpunk, yes. <laughs> A new band name. Frostpunk. What were we talking about, Ben? I'm oh, sorry. Mr. Freeze. Okay, yes, go ahead. So, ben. I mean, did you want to go more into the fact that I know Mr. Freeze is hands down one of your, if not your favorite, one of your favorite Batman villains, Andrew. So I don't know if the you best to go is obviously Joker. I think just from an yeah. objective objective standpoint, really is. But I think we all have our like favorite Batman mm-hmm. villains. There, yeah, I don't know what it is outside like, of Joker. Yeah. There's something cool about just stopping somebody in their tracks for one, and just seeing somebody frozen. I think I mm-hmm. think just that visual is so cool. It was great yeah. that first shot when it's like it's the whole crew. Yeah, like, like the almost. just even the, it's just TV yeah. animation Not from quite. the '90s or whatever. But that flashlight going over the ice and then just seeing them frozen in time yeah, and terror is like a such never a great got visual. Out. All of them are dead because Batman doesn't know about them. That's so true. They're all that's fucking that's dead. A plot <laughs> they're all that's so that's a plot as long as, as Batman, the horror, isn't aware of it, then <laughs> many, many people have died out of Batman's <laughs> complete obliviousness. To you can't save everybody, man. Anybody yeah. outside of Gotham is like, eh, I couldn't save those yeah. fuckers. <laughs> I don't have to that's do anything. In the fucking Arctic, bro. That's outside of Gotham <laughs> jurisdiction. <laughs> Antarctica needs its own superhero. <laughs> He'd yeah. be like bored as hell. But. Yeah, where's Frost? That's where Konak will become. Konak's was, coming over Konak. there. Yeah, Frostpunk. <laughs> yes. Um, is, is it the Nora element? Because I don't think this character really 
came together until Paul Dini yeah. revised that origin. I, I think I think that's what it is. It's, I think he'd be a C-list, D-list villain and not... otherwise I think he's just Nora, Captain Cold for Batman. That's Norris, the Nora subplot, I think, skyrocketed him into A-list category. Yeah. And I think that it depends on where Batman's at in his career and his love life because I think that that also says something as far as, like, you have this villain that truly loves someone and then... You know, wherever maybe you know, maybe post Beaumont, he actually yeah, gets it. Yeah, that's what I was just thinking about too. There's there's a parallel there, but maybe uh, you could play it the other way too, where he's younger and he hasn't. Batman has not hasn't fallen for anybody yet. Not like mm-hmm. Mister Freeze has for Nora. So I think that there's so much you can do writing wise there. Yeah, that's true. You know, like I, I think it might even actually work better for a younger Batman and being like. Maybe even at first he didn't get him. He doesn't get it. Mm. And then maybe Alfred says some bullshit. I don't know. Yeah. Size of a tangerine in Size my heart. Size of a tangerine. <laughs> yeah. Or I don't know. I don't know what it is. But yeah, Size I think that, I think that there's, there's a lot. There's just so much. He's such an empathetic villain. Yeah. And it's the voice too. Obviously, Michael Ansara's voice. Yeah, he's the voice of Mr. Freeze. You pretty much read in the comic. So good, man. It's like everything else. He's kind of underrated because everyone talks about Conroy and, and Hamill, but very rarely about the other guys. Is he famous for any other voice? He was roles? a Klingon. Oh, really? In the original uh, Star Trek show. Oh, man. That's right. Nice. He just died a couple years ago. What? Yeah. Five, oh, five, the, six, vo- the voice ago. is dead? Yeah. Yeah. So, oh, well. He will, he will be missed. <laughs> no, he he's amazing, and he's he, if you think it's funny, you look in terms of how many times Mister Freeze showed up. He didn't actually show up that often. Yeah, yeah. it was Heart of Ice, Deep Freeze, and then this movie, and then maybe like one more, and yeah. then he showed up in Beyond, and that was it. So it's that like, was like five appearances. Oh yeah, and, and Beyond he shows up where because he, he, he starts been sweating. He starts sweating, and it's snowing out. So, yeah, like I that. vaguely remember it. I need he's to got like that blasters on each hand or something. Is, is that, that the they, new suit? Yeah. I, I haven't seen it in yeah, so long, so. man. It's pretty cool because like he's even though he's not like as consistently uh, terrorizing Gotham as a lot of the other villains are. He's like when right. he is in action, it's like totally like this dude is near unstoppable because of his ability, because of his genius and his drive, because of Nora and everything. So it's cool that he's only been you utilize as far as the animated series and stuff so little by comparison to some of the other villains but he's just like such an like intimidating threat that right. when he does show up it's just like okay right, stop yeah, everything yeah, 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 yeah. everybody freeze no, I'm <laughs> I think I've I think I heard that um whenever they first got him in on Sara to do the voice mm-hmm. he they were he, he was told to uh not be that emotional mm-hmm. like yeah. you you are you're a cold personality and uh, he said it was just. I think there was something like it was just strange to go in for an animation role, yeah, and, and to play animation. it real straight. Yeah, mm-hmm. a yeah. lot of that comes across though, and I think that's yeah. what makes it so iconic. Yeah. It's just the way he leads into each line. It's right. just like, right, shut the fuck up, get out of my way. <laughs> right, right. Now it's the I'm only way. Now, <laughs> Deanie made Deanie made it like that's like yeah. the only way yeah. he should be played anymore. Like the when it showed up in the um, it was DLC in one of the Arkham games, mm-hmm. the yeah. free subplot. It, I think it was on Sara or somebody that was. It was doing uh, Maurice Lamarche doing okay. an impersonation. It sounds like of like on Sara. Similar, right, right, yeah. right. It was in his vein. Yeah, yeah. And Arnold's take was. That was way uh, on the other Arnold's side of the take. spectrum. I mean, that right? was uh, Arnold. As we it was covered in the other one, like when Arnold wasn't actually talking, he was great. Yeah. Like the facial expressions of when he was looking at the the memories of Nora or the um, 
the figurine he makes of her when he's in Arkham or the, the part where the tear comes down his face and turns into an icicle. Like, it, it's great. And then he opens his mouth and makes an ice pun and then he just ruins it. Yeah. At that point, like, it's just, it's such a contrast. I'm just yeah. like, couldn't we just Terminator this shit and just have him not say much yeah. throughout much, it? Yeah. Or if he right. did say it, he right. could, because Arnold could totally pull off this type of a delivery. Yeah. Really. Yeah. He just has to channel Terminator and Terminator 2 right. in, in the role. <laughs> yeah. And that would have been great. They just turned him into a guy constantly with the puns and has to, has to keeps doing the whole Dude, ice thing. But Wolfie didn't see it with us. He hasn't seen it the recently. Batman Robin. Batman Robin. Yeah. But like... Dude, it's ridiculous. It's it's. I thought it was an exaggeration over the years. Uh-huh. It's almost every single line. If you do a drinking like a game, you yeah. will be on the floor dead <laughs> yeah. in the yeah. first ten minutes. Yeah, there's maybe <laughs> a two, two or three lines, literally, where he doesn't have a. Point. Where he's like straightforward. And every line. Yeah, I have to watch. Almost every line. I'm sad I missed that viewing. Oh, dude, it was. <laughs> it was okay. Yeah. It's okay. It, you guys ever notice how George Clooney decent. kind of like his head kind of like wobbles when he talks? Clooney, yeah, that was distracting. It's, I don't know if you noticed this, Andrew. I didn't bring this up. Bobblehead. Clooney has a bobblehead <laughs> yeah, throughout it, and it works just really like, well for most of his career. But then, like Batman, I'm just like shouldn't be moving, especially when he's in the helmet. Like so they the should have everything and highlights more it. foam in the neck for Clooney. We want you to turn your head less. I don't know. He's just too. <laughs> That's why Ocean's Eight works because it just seems like he's listening to music that oh, nobody can right. hear. Oh, <laughs> right, 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 right. Anyway, I love George Clooney. Yeah, I mean, oh brother, bro. Anyway, nice. um, any more Mr. Freeze? What are your thoughts on Mr. Freeze in general? Do you have any at all? Uh, nothing specific. He does stand out as being like what you were saying, like for him not being around so much. He just like mm-hmm. rose to the A list of the Rogues Gallery. Just right. Yeah, it's like, right. I would actually love to take somebody from the '60s show. And do what Dini did with them. Because I, I think I saw that a lot of times, like, sure, it was a rogues villain from the comic. A lot of times they made shit up. Yeah. Like the, the Pharaoh? Yeah. A, yeah. <laughs> the Clock King? Not that, uh, that was a, later a, taken by Arrow or something? Clock, Clock King, King, was, King awesome. was in the comics, though. Oh, he was. Like, okay. some of them were made up, and a lot of them were women. A lot of them were okay. femme fatales that were not incorporated. There was even someone named Black Widow. It wasn't oh, really? the actual, like, Marvel Black Widow, obviously. But I'm right, just like, right, right. why haven't we, t- especially with this whole, like, you know, uh, when you look at the selection of female villains, you got Catwoman, Talia, and Poison Ivy. That's it. That's fucking it in terms of like uh, how many you got. Like, why not spruce it up and add some more right. who have already were what was established? That one badass lady from the animated series. She was like Red Red Ninja. Claw. Yeah, Red Claw. Yeah, she was. Awesome. She was made up for the anime. Like, it's weird. They made a lot of these up. Yeah. Oh yeah, there's Harley Quinn too. But still, like Harley Quinn's the only Most one famous. who like was made up and then actually transferred the comics and mm-hmm. like stayed. Everything else, Montoya else no. is Montoya. Yeah. She's a morally <laughs> ambiguous character. <laughs> She's can't call evil, really. <laughs> oh yeah, if, you, if you're going for the question part, but yeah, like I, I don't. I think there needs to be more of reinventioning or or reimagining yeah. of. These types they did. There was a really cool. The latest that I've seen is Tom King taking on Kite Man. Huh. Kite Man, Kite Man is ridiculous. But uh, resurrection of keep saying Kite Man. Hell yeah, I'm Kite Man. He keeps getting caught, yeah. and then doesn't he have like in, a really sad story? It is yeah. <laughs> so it turns out that in the past he worked for um, he worked for the Joker, and he, and the Joker only kept him alive because his real name was Charles Brown. And Joker thought that was funny because Charlie Brown and everything <laughs> like that. And but he would always keep getting beaten up by Batman. And then his that's uh, pretty funny. His kid, um, Charlie Junior, I think, or something like, always liked to fly kites and everything. And 
uh he his kid would keep saying hell yeah and everything and then you know his dad would be like hey don't say that word because if you keep saying that word it means you'll go into that place so joker ends up going to war with riddler and riddler poisons uh charlie brown's kid and when charlie brown is on the uh, deathbed he says does that mean i'm gonna go to the place and then he dies oh Oh, man and charles brown senior takes on the kite as a tribute to his son and shows up at Joker's doorstep, and Joker's like, "What the hell?" And then he's like, "I'm Kite Man, hell yeah!" And Joker's <laughs> like, "All right." Yeah. It's, oh it's like a perfect for balance me. of like yeah. ridiculous and yeah. sad. It's like right. 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 it's like the best writing yeah. ever. It's like, oh my god! And then he has a limited series. Yeah. <laughs> wow. He ends up helping I actually Batman. I don't know about any of this. Yeah. Yeah. No, he also, I remember reading about him, yeah. Wizard or something. Yeah, like Batman helps. Uh, Kite Man take down Riddler at one point. Kite Man just nice. sounds like Calendar Man, where it's just like it sounds so lame yeah. on the surface. But even, yeah, even Calendar Man's actually more of a threat. Kite Man was Jeff just Lowe kind of turned Calendar Man into like Hannibal Lecter in Long Halloween, and then yeah. he kind of became interesting. Yeah, the, I guess the more you think about it, it's more like a serial killer name in a way. The yeah. Calendar Man. That's what's gonna. That's man. what's tough about all these like reboots of Batman is that mm-hmm. like the the mainstream audience only knows a certain amount of these like rogues and there's yeah. been so many yeah. to come out. Especially like what you're saying with the cartoon, how they've like done a lot to invent it to make more interesting episodes and stuff. But yeah, man, it's like it can't always be Joker or Catwoman. Yeah, I thought the Batman should have been about Court of Owls, man. That would have been. Yeah, Sick, that's you know? really the one to make if they do. Yeah, it, they do it yeah. such a good story. And well, it I, I get Bruce it if they're so trying directly, to do yeah. a long Halloween type story now. Yeah. And then that's like, what everybody's saying now. You think that's what it is? I don't think it's literally the long Halloween. I think it's that type of story because that one is totally, like yeah. a mystery with a rogues gallery type of thing. So yeah, it, it yeah. makes sense. But it's the perfect way to get so many villains into one movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, you kind of appease it's either that or Arkham. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You yeah. appease the the studio with adding all these stupid characters. Not stupid, but the the need to have so many in one movie is stupid without losing quality. Yeah, you have to come up with a way where it makes sense right? Uh, and everything, and I think that's a good way to do it. Hey, everybody, it's Andrew. I just wanted to tell you about our friend Israel's retro gaming shop, RetroCo. If you go to retro-ko.com, you'll be able to see all of his retro gaming goodies. If you wanted to get that Sega Saturn hidden gem from back in the day, or if you wanted to get the Famicom disc system that you never got as a kid, or any other type of retro game that you were into, or uh, import game, please go to RetroCo.com. That's Retro-KO.com. And if you use the Superhouse code Johnson's Ballsack, you'll be able to get a little bit of a discount at checkout. So please, once again, if you could just go to RetroCo.com, you can also go to Facebook.com slash RetroCo with no hyphen. That's R-E-T-R-O-K-O. You'll be able to find him on Facebook as well. If you were looking for that PlayStation import game that you never got, if you were looking for that Mega Drive game that you never got, or any other kind of retro game, any import game, it could even be European. Israel also curates bundles at RetroCo, and he'll curate that bundle just for you. So please, go check him out. If you put in the code Johnson's Ballsack at checkout, you'll receive a Superhouse discount. Everybody's a suspect. Yeah. Who done it? I mean, yeah. you know? it's gotta be. Detective. It's, like, that's what he keeps I mean, saying. That's detective, yeah. yeah. Anyway, right. back to Sub Zero. Yeah, right. <laughs> well, so any more Freeze talk before we move on? I mean, I don't know if there's much more to say about Freeze or the or the movie in general. I mean, we blue. We loved it. I mean, it, <laughs> it was it was great to rewatch. I think uh, whatever 
they do with the Freeze character in the live-action movies, this should definitely, this and the uh, Heart of Ice episode, are, that's definitely the blueprint. Yeah, on for that. sure. Yeah. Leaning away from the ice puns, obviously, uh, and more into, like, what is the core emotion? That's why the best stuff from Batman and Robin is the stuff that has to do with his wife or the stuff about the fact that he used to be a good man and everything. That's why that's right. a great It's a great moment at the end where Clooney tells Freeze, I'm like, and maybe in the process you'll save the man that your wife loved. Right. You know, help me save Dr. Victor Freeze and everything. I mean, okay, so you're, you you brought up again about like how they use how they would use freeze again how how they would write him again and yeah. and, and cuz at some point you know Matt it's going to happen Batman. so maybe yeah i mean again like i said this is supposed to be robert pattinson's batman is supposed to be younger batman he's like so, 32 yeah so like not year 1 but you know close to that time period so mm-hmm. i think that i'd like to see my version hit the screen you know what i'm saying like of him being he doesn't uh, quite he he gets it sort of right. I, but he doesn't quite get it on a, understand ver- love. a Batman a that's level. Yeah. A Batman that's learning is very interesting compared yeah. to a Batman that already knows like some shit because yeah, exactly. it's then like that's what Affleck played you know he's just like I got a gadget for every right, right, thing right. coming at it that's yeah. why he always seemed like the most calm and like, like the Justice League and whatever exactly and like what does the villain say to the hero yeah. it's got to say something yeah you know you got to learn something everything yeah. should be a learning experience for this yeah. Batman yeah yeah that yeah, should yeah. be really cool especially he's facing off from what we know against multiple villains, multiple villains and stuff. Yeah. So those are all dynamics of what right. he's meant to become later. They're mm. saying it's... It keeps talking well, about Penguin too, but I feel like even that might be like a... I don't know. I think like he'll a, be in it. I don't yeah. know if he's the main guy. I feel like yeah, Penguin's yeah, like the Falcone of this story or something. He could like be. He's a... He's, a, he's like yeah, British exactly. to these other... He's like, like the fat man from the Maltese yeah, Falcon. Like, yeah, he's yeah, like yeah. definitely the criminal, but he's not like... There's not going to be a ton of... I'm not expecting a ton of exploration or him being the main villain yeah, right. in this one, but I need some Rupert Thorn. <laughs> <laughs> let's let's talk about real quick before we uh, uh, like head on to the next subject. Is um, uh, anything else to say about the the Robin and Batgirl subplot? Or uh, it was cool that they were at the forefront of like a lot of the action and stuff. Like, yeah, really, I think another thing now that would be crucial is introducing the Bat family because we've seen so much of yeah. just Batman. You know, mm-hmm. like right. There's it show what Bruce was able to pass on, you know, or what Batman was yeah, able to pass on. I think Sub Zero really does a good job of like painting right. both Barbara and right, Robin right, right. Because I know they did. Right, there was going to originally have Whedon do a Batgirl movie, but then that kind of like fell off. Yeah, I was everything. wondering about that. And I'm just like, why don't? Especially now that like now there's the Batwoman show and everything. Obviously, like female leads mm-hmm. is right. a hot thing right now. So mm-hmm. I'm like, why not do a Batgirl? Yeah, Barbara needs her everything. day in the sun. Man. Yeah, there was some rumor that um, the guy that directed Drive was supposed to direct that. Oh yeah, Nicholas Winding Refn. Refn, yeah. yeah, that'd be weird. That'd be I cool. Mean, the vi- at least his DP needs to do it. Yeah, say that much. Like mm, that'd yeah. be very cool visually. She, I mean, yeah, she's ripe for the picking right now, and yeah. I think. Nightwing is that still going through? Probably not. I have no idea. Yeah. I think it oh, seems yeah, as if they that might have. Yeah. Well, yeah, the oh, thing is now it's like about that it would because it would have made sense with, when it was Affleck, where it's just like, all right, he's been established for twenty years in Gotham. Right. Now it's just like, oh, it's Pattinson, and this is like his second year maybe in the cowl or something. He's supposed to be a young Batman. I don't mm-hmm. know if it's year one type of thing, but year two, uh, year, year, year two or year three type of situation. So I'm like, okay, so obviously Nightwing would be like way off right now yeah, like we yeah. wouldn't be right. seeing that and Batgirl probably not so much we don't even Robin's know Robin's probably not even sperm yet <laughs> maybe, <laughs> maybe not. <laughs> he ain't even a swimmer yet <laughs> he is uh, it, 
we'll have to see if they incorporate because like Pattinson is legitimate at an age where maybe he's already adopted Robin mm-hmm. but and maybe, he's supposed to be a good detective at this point as well yeah so, so I don't know uh, how yeah, much a certain yeah, level yeah, of experience he keeps talking about it's going to be a it's going to be a de- detective story yeah. yeah but he needs somebody to go ping off of so it could mm-hmm. be Alfred could be a Robin right. we don't know the only person who's been cast is Pattinson we don't yeah. know who's going to be yeah. in this thing yeah I know so We'll have to see. Uh, there have been interesting rumors, though, about other Batman villains, considering that we also have uh, a Suicide Squad. Yeah. Oh, out. yes. Yeah. Let's head into this. Are we, we pretty much done with Sub-Zero talk? I think we are. I, think so. I mean, <laughs> How look, many indeeds? <laughs> there's not much else we can say about this. We've we'll talk about, let's talk about Batman. What, we got to finish it out with just the talk of Batman. I guess we already did with the OG movie. Kind of did, yeah. I mean, there's not enough of ba- There's not a lot of Batman in this movie. There's not a lot of like controversial things about this. Everybody likes mm-hmm. this movie. We like this movie. We like the Mr. Freeze in this. Like, There's, yeah, there's not really solid. much else we can talk about. Solid. There's a good um, p- chunk in the middle, but Batman's, you know, he, he does a detective work with the blood shit. Yeah. Uh, and then he definitely, like, is, like, you know, MVP at the end of it. So, yeah. I mean, this is Batman in his prime. Mm-hmm. He doesn't really have a story arc in this one. It's all mm-hmm. about Barbara yeah, uh, there's no Freeze. arc. He has no yeah. real arc in this. Yeah, and but he doesn't need no to. internal arc. Yeah, because yeah. it's pretty much yeah. just an extended episode of the show where it could just focus on Barbara, right, right, and right, Mr. Right, Freeze right, on that, and it'll be fine. And, and it's fine because of the fact it's tied into the TV show. Mm-hmm. Before we head into the um, Suicide Squad talk, sure, I wanted to just bring up as a as a finale on our on our Sub Zero talk is um, on Rotten Tomatoes currently, mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, it has a ninety two percent. From uh, critics, Sub Zero, sixty-seven from audience. What? Sub Zero. Sub Zero does. It's because it was marketed to be straight to video. I bet that was a factor in its overall yeah, but then, reception. Maybe. But why? Well, why, why would now, audiences not like it? That's the thing. I don't know because I feel like there weren't if, enough if ice like animated show. Snobs. Like it's it's like this should be up your alley, man. I don't know. It's it's weird. Yeah. Probably a lot of people just of even of our age group don't even know about it for whatever reason. You know. Probably. Be like, yeah, also, yeah. if you're going on Rotten like Tomatoes, window of when like yeah. we're starting high school or whatever. If you're going on Rotten right. Tomatoes to right. rate it though, then you've seen it and yeah. then to not. Some people are just dirt know. bags, man. Dude, check this out. I'm just trolling Rotten Tomatoes. So out of, there's life. only 13 critic reviews, by the way, <laughs> mm. and it says user ratings. I can't believe this, but I guess it, maybe. 77,000 people say it sucks. Say it's at 67%. God, 77,000 people are dumb as hell. <laughs> this is definitely one of the And better. that's a small portion of the overall population, yeah. really. I mean, so. this is for sure. We know yeah. it's, the count is actually much bigger. Yeah. We, we, know it, we know the critics are right in this, uh, this is a, scenario. This is one of the better, I mean, this is one of the better Batman movies in general, but yeah. I'd say this is up there with some of the top Batman movies, uh, Batman anime movies. It is. Movies. It is. Um, I wouldn't sure. put it above Phantasm, but it's definitely there when it comes to the emotions. Phantasm's on a whole other level, though. I feel Phantasm, like. yeah. I mean, look, I'm I, in my mind, I'm like, you're not really going to beat Phantasm, but mm-hmm. like, so this, this is a close one. This is this is close. I think the, the the weakest part about the movie is is Batman not really having an arc. But then again, it's like it kind of gets away with it because it there's just to, been yeah. so fucking many of them, and it, this is more about. And, it, and the official title is just know. Sub-Zero, isn't it? It's just the bat insignia with Sub-Zero yes. in it. Kind of, yes. yeah. So it's kind of like, yeah, Batman's here, but you know, there's a lot of other shit going That's on. That's true. <laughs> this is a whole universe of shit. Yeah. This is the animated universe. So. Yeah. yeah. Um, any other trivia? Uh, not really. I mean, apparently this movie was delayed because of Batman and Robin. Oh, right. Yes. Oh, yeah. The release yeah, of like it, they were just like, oh, okay. Like, yeah, like, <laughs> people don't like Batman so much. I'm like, no, it's not because they don't like Batman. It's because of the people at the time as we talked about this in the last mm-hmm. episode like they didn't like 
the cheesiness or the campiness of it, mm-hmm. and they didn't they weren't ready for a sixty six update uh, yeah. update of the sixty six yeah. Batman. Yeah. And it, no which one it definitely that was back then. Yeah. Like Schumacher. And in right, retrospect, yeah. it's kind of interesting that it went that way, you know, like yes. it was very much like the campiness of those older movies or mm-hmm. the older shows or whatever. Yeah. That's kind of cool. Just I to have like, it, just to have it there on the shelf. And be like, that's fucking weird. <laughs> I was like 12 and I was like prepubescent yeah. wanting just dark, edgy stuff at that time. So yeah, I definitely I so many people did not like What the it. fuck is this? <laughs> <laughs> I want Mortal Kombat. Um, <laughs> the, other, the other big one on IMDb trivia is that uh, Batman creator Bob Kane died eight months after the film's release, making this film the last adaptation of the character that Kane would ever live yeah. to see. I guarantee you Batman and Robin just fucking... Killed his <laughs> immune system that, that year him. before, and he's just like, oh, I don't know if I can take another Batman <laughs> film. Bob probably like, never even saw Sub Zero, bro. <laughs> he did. He probably never even saw. Yeah, no, uh, maybe probably, he did. I don't know. He probably doesn't even. At that point, he's probably. I just mean, trying to figure out how to. Not to be callous, but Bill live. Finger died before even the '89 movie. So at this point, I'm just like, whatever. Really? That's true. Yeah, wow. yeah that's true. Fuck Bob Kane. Just kidding. All right. I guess we can move <laughs> on into the Suicide Squad. <laughs> yeah. So in terms of why I bring this up, so um. Scottish actor Peter Capaldi uh, has been cast in Suicide Squad, and that's notable because Suicide Squad is known for having a lot of the DC villains as part of it. Deep mm-hmm. cuts. Yeah. And uh, Kite, he Kite is apparently... <laughs> Nathan Fillion, Kite Man, please. If they have the origin <laughs> that I just described, that'd be yeah. amazing, actually. Um, but yeah, Peter Capaldi shaved his head for the role recently. Said that it was for Suicide Squad. Couldn't mm-hmm. reveal who it was. Did say that there would be some use of prosthetics mm-hmm. and everything, and that was about all that he gave. Mm-hmm. So yeah. there is uh, speculation in the fan community that he is going to be Mister Freeze. Yeah, that'd be a cool way to get him in there. I'll take Freeze wacky. any which way, no, really. Right, yeah. <laughs> Basically, and, and I was telling Ben off the air, like DC's movies don't really connect. I mean. Anymore, not with the, the Joker movie coming. I mean, there's out. some mm-hmm. there's some rumor that One Woman eighty four doesn't connect with One Woman one. It's Which a it's a James Bond yeah. t- type of thing where yeah. it's like a reboot of er, of er, each time. Yeah. So yeah. So like DC is Wig. really hardcore about not connecting anymore because they suck at it. Mm-hmm. So, mm. um, what I'm trying to say is if if they have Mister Freeze in this, um, it doesn't necessarily have to connect with the Pattons and Batman at all. Mm-hmm. So I I wonder you know mm-hmm. like if it's hopefully it's good but if it if it does suck oh it's James Gunn doing it, it seems like it'd be pretty cool but yeah yeah cool. we'll see you know especially if it still maintains either the R rating or just a certain level of edginess that he's been used right. to doing yeah. you know because like even Guardians as like fun and like it's a little bit edgy here and there but it's, like it's really very subdued for for James Gunn dude well I mean in Guardians too it opens up with like dead bodies raining from the sky. Yeah, I guess. Remember that? Yeah, I guess. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like they got away with that with PG-13, man. Like, holy fuck. His natural inclination is to be as, like, disturbing or edgy as possible. So with Suicide Squad, I think, and, like, you know, the the tagline on his Twitter post or whatever was, like, don't get too attached yes, or whatever. Yes, like, yes, I love dude, that. Like, this is, I love that. Man. To so, see him knows? in his element again, especially after Guardians and then the whole controversy of him getting fired and then hired yeah, and all that stuff. Like, again, yeah. I think he's, like, it's going to be cool. Hope for him to have, like, new a new playground to play with. Yeah. I feel like maybe... Like, Guardians 2 was, was good, but yeah. it wasn't because of the first one. We have some diminishing returns yeah. there, I think. With mm. this, he might go straight back to Guardians yeah. 1 magic. Especially with Suicide Squad. Like, it's already a gamble because expectations are low. 
right, but I think right, his right. level of like success is going to be indicative of like, well, not that it's indicative of anything, but like just it's kind of a curveball out of left field. Yeah, I think he's right. going to really own it. Right. And why not? Like it's, it's kind of cool. Like if I was him, I mean, I'm sure he's excited, but like after like being like, Anything I do is going to be better than that piece of shit. <laughs> <laughs> that's true. And that's true. I know what I got to do is quality, yeah. you know? So it's like. That's very true. Uh, I, I'm i just curious who everyone is playing. You got a hell of a cast here. You got Idris Elba. We don't know who he's playing. Yeah. Nathan Fillion. Taika Waititi's in this. Is Diablo play. not coming back? It doesn't no, look it doesn't like, look yet, like huh? he's Yeah, he's not listed. The only ones coming back seem to be Viola Davis, Margot Robbie. I'm just like, of course. Representation. Well, uh, <laughs> and then uh, Joel Kinnaman. I'm just like, really? You're going to bring back Rick yeah. Flagg out of all the guys <laughs> yeah. from the previous one? Oh, yeah, and Jai Courtney. Jai right, Courtney's yeah. back as uh, Captain Boomerang. Oh, he's back? He's back yeah. as Captain Boomerang. So this is definitely like they're not looking at the old one. At the, well, not. the guy, that guy died in like the first like five seconds. No, of no you're thinking of Slipknot. Slipknot, yeah. that's right. right, right Captain right, right. Boomerang Slipknot's dead, was Boomerang like a fan favorite. Guy, yeah. like, uh, oh, that's what yes, I read. Yes, I just yes, didn't yes, think yeah. he stood out very. He didn't. They didn't. Oh, do I don't, it. I don't <laughs> think so People were like, "Oh my god, I love Captain Boomerang." I'm like, really? Yeah, I remember no, like didn't two things from that movie. One, Margot Robbie was she in that? Yes. And then and then two. Okay, yes, barely remember. Two is that stupid ass Will Smith shooting scene. Oh yeah, and the like the, uh, the daughter scene or whatever with Batman showing up. Like that was just so fucking stupid. Oh right, God, oh, fucking stupid ass alleyway. Like oh that. God, no <laughs> don't even do this for your daughter. Anymore. We might have to revisit that because we're doing a revisit of the Batman yeah. movies. You realize that? It's technically That's Batman movie. That's going to be way down the line. Let's put it that way. <laughs> we, I, I, let's put that after the well, serials. After. That's going to be after Justice everything. League. <laughs> that's going to be, yeah, that's going to be like the fucking like last, the last, bro. In my yeah, well, we ran out of material, so. <laughs> as well. We do have, okay, so. By the time we get to it, the new Suicide Squad is going to come out. Kind of so. is. Might be perfect timing. Might, it would be perfect timing <laughs> to do a revisit at that time. Yeah. But uh, it is, so it is kind of a sequel. So I don't know necessarily if these, if there are any Batman villains, if yeah. they would still kind of be tied into the Ben Affleck version of Batman. Especially if this is Mr. Freeze, if uh, Capaldi's on uh, the older side. Mm-hmm. Uh, in his late 50s. I don't know how familiar you guys are with uh, Peter Capaldi as an actor uh, in anything, but uh, mm-hmm. I, he's famous for being Malcolm Tucker, who was in The Thick of It and In The Loop, which is the movie, but uh, who's famous for just being foul mouth and okay. like the ultimate spin doctor. So he can definitely play uh, cunning and uh, mean when right. he can be. Uh, and then he was the 12th doctor in Doctor Who, so he can definitely okay. play the scientific element, um, the cold hardness sometimes of that would he be better suited for riddler though you think mm, he's old for a riddler okay so freeze is better for him i like i see freeze is better for him also uh his second cousin is the singer lewis capaldi who did the song someone you loved and peter capaldi is in that music video uh as a husband mourning for his wife oh mm. my god okay. all the pieces are yeah. there deep cuts yeah. he's a huge deep music fan <laughs> That's he's true. probably like, oh my god, yeah, it's because <laughs> and, and and he has no, di- it's a music video, so he has no dialogue, so he he has to sell the grief just from his face, okay, in the whole music video, and he's amazing in it. Like some people are brought to tears just from his performance alone, okay, in that music video. So okay. he's amazing in that. Also, I kind of just wanted to hear him swear as Malcolm Tucker to Pattinson's Batman. That's if he not ever gonna happen. Mr. Freeze. That's <laughs> <laughs> my icy balls, you Twilight fuck. <laughs> <laughs> So I don't yes. know. It's probably not going to happen, but it's it, yeah. It's one of those choices where I'm like, look, 
it's likely he's not Mr. Freeze, honestly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I'd like to see it happen, and I just the idea of it excites me because I like him as an actor, and I think he, he can pull it off. We'll see who he actually plays. Hugo Strange. I would love it as Hugo Strange. He would be great as Hugo Strange. <laughs> That's true. Oh, yeah, you've been wanting Hugo Strange forever. I'm a big Hugo. If you, well, your love for Mr. Freeze, it's my love for Hugo Strange. Wow, okay, yeah. interesting. He's an interesting villain. Do yeah. you have a favorite, like, Batman villain? Two-Face. Two-Face, Probably. okay. Two-Face yeah. needs to... The duality, I'm all about, like, yeah. the duality. Right, 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 right. And the friendship that's there, was there, and... I think they misuse Two-Face too much. Yeah. Uh, they don't use him very well. He's at his day in the sun, too. They need to explore the stuff that you just talked about. In terms of yeah, like, totally. We were friends, we were allies once, that type of thing. The elements mm-hmm. of him trying to save Harvey from himself. Mm-hmm. You know, there's like, there's like a comic where... Uh, Two Face like takes a chainsaw to a bunch of people, and I'm just like, really, dude? Like, why, <laughs> why Two Face on this? Like, he's supposed to be. I'm gonna make you two people. Yeah. <laughs> like, you so know, cut everybody in half. Yeah. Batman he's... Forever version. It doesn't really yeah. explore a lot of him. Uh, you know, Two Face in the Dark Knight was basically Harvey Dent on a rampage for five minutes. Like, they haven't really done Two Face justice. That's true. In a movie animated or live action. I mean, really. the animated series, that two-part episode, yeah, the classic I mean, animated, like, yeah. that's a fucking movie right there. Like, yeah. That's a classic, but... And amazing in that, but I, I would love to see it. I, I'd love to see him as Two-Face properly done. I think they did Harvey Dent well in The Dark Knight. Two-Face got shortchanged the process, which we can get into when we ever get to The Dark Knight right. episode of that, but... That'll be an epic episode. Yeah. For sure. We got a lot on those, but... Yeah, so Two Face, Mr. Freeze, Hugo Strange for me. Uh, especially because Hugo Strange hasn't even shown up yet in any of the movies. Mm-hmm. You also turned me on to, to Man Bat last episode. Yes. <laughs> Man Bat's cool. I, Honestly, I a movie with Clayface would be cool, but that's like, oh, you yeah. just couldn't do that's it. My other, that's my other. Yeah. You just from that episode. That, yeah. yeah, it's so good. Like that yeah. tale is too about like that actor who just like, he, like he has this ability to, to maintain. His yeah. handsomeness or whatever after being like mm-hmm. scarred and then, but it's all unstable. I don't know. Clayface would be cool, but just like, how do you fucking do that? It seems like they, in order to get Batman to like work on screen, there has to be a certain level of like realism for it to. Mm. Could be, but could. it depends on what their take is. I yeah. mean, they, they could do it. It was just, it would just Affleck really could have fought him. It would really need those, um, <laughs> those uh, really good emotional beats, man, and the yeah. horrific beats too. Yeah. I would, he's, yeah, I had a dream know? once of. I dreamt a Clayface movie. I think I cool. told you about this. Fuck yeah. It was like in the style of like a body horror pick. Yeah. Uh, It'd be incredible. Yeah, that's really, really that's a good cool. Way to do yeah, it was like Cronenberg yeah. style yeah. Batman film. Yeah, like Basil Carlo is like, he's an actor, but he's disfigured, and then he tries this thing, and then he's like, what's happening to my body? And then he finds out all the other people who've been affected by this and everything, and who are also kind of the other, because there's more than one Clayface in the comics, so you can have all those characters in one movie that's just a Clayface movie, and then he has to decide like who he has to be, and at the end he finds the Roland Daggett character, who's the corporation dude who's responsible for it, and he chooses his like what he's going to be and what he becomes, and he just fucking kills the guy with all his clay and everything like that, and then at the end, kind of like at the end of like Split, where just like, okay, here's the end of the villain, and then you cut to the Batcave and the Bat computer, and just like, they're calling this group the Mud Pack, and they're calling them Clayface, oh. and then you cut to Bruce Wayne. You He's had like, this whole oh, shit. I dreamt this, yeah. Oh my god, <laughs> did you just, you read Clayface nice. comic or watched the I don't show know, I just had a random thing, I think, that could I be think cool to... it was a dream that started as a body horror, because I dreamt I was somebody who was going through the body horror thing, mm-hmm. and then I kind of turned it into 
I'm Clayface and I'm gonna kill this motherfucker <laughs> and I'm turning it into my own Batman movie and then at the end I think DC's I woke got up your dream and then and then I woke up <laughs> <laughs> and then I woke up and then I came out with the Bruce Wayne ending because I'm just like well the whole movie has already been mapped out it's yeah. like this Cronenberg fly that's kind of cool thing. so it's more about the story of it's more of, about the story of Clayface yeah. set him up before we go into why Batman's fighting yeah. him and everything like that and could you could make it a whole identity thing yeah. of like Bruce Wayne's not that sure that could who be a cool like DC direct like film or is that yeah what it's like it's direct they're already doing a joker movie right uh, dc universe dc universe dc universe yeah, universe, yeah. yeah. DC universe. that'd be cool i mean they're already like, doing a joker app? yeah if yeah. they did yeah. like a straight to tv movie kind of yeah thing, like you have to have a lot of effects like but they're able to pull it off yeah. with uh, they, they uh, rita in yeah. doom patrol so oh yeah that's true yeah. that'd be very similar she already is kind of clayface in terms of when she goes into that form what is what does clayface say to bruce wayne or batman or what does that villain mean to him you think uh, I think it has an identity issue. Mm. Okay. You got guys who, okay. they're both guys who have uh, different sides to them or switch between identities, especially if you go with the actor uh, backstory mm-hmm. on that. Mm-hmm. So uh, part of that's identity. Uh, part of it is if you go with an older Batman, uh, the original Basil Carlo take, he was not like some young stud actor like in the animated series. Mm-hmm. He was an older dude who was past his prime and stuff and wasn't getting parts. He was desperate. Everything. Okay. So now it's about like Change, relevance. Yeah. And everything, and like dying out, and and so maybe this villain uh, would be better be cool. for an older Batman. Potentially, if you wanted to explore that side, yeah, or a yeah, younger yeah. one, where it's about uh, trying to decide who he is and who you are, and identities, and, and mm-hmm. like reinventing re- yourself, you think? Potentially, or, yeah, yeah, but more on the side of just like, like pick, you have to pick a side of like who you are as yeah. a person, type of, or what's your real identity, type of thing. Kind of like what they tried to do with Batman Forever in the original scripts that okay. we talked about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So try deciding who's Bruce Wayne, which side is Bruce Wayne, which side is Batman, all be coming to peace, coming to peace with all those those elements. So those. exploring like vanity is, I guess it doesn't really say mm. much to Bruce Wayne. Than Not it vanity. I think it's just more the identity, the shape shifting ability. Yeah, because yeah, yeah. it's just at the point where um, there was this awesome scene um, that they could just steal <laughs> from uh, the CW Flash, where they had a, a Clayface type character named Everyman, okay. and then they asked him to change back into his original form. And he does, but like the face looks freaky because there's not much of a face. There's no eyes. There's barely a nose because he doesn't remember what he originally looked like. Ugh, that's pretty cool. See, that would be sweet. That's yeah. like Twilight Zone too. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that would be fucking. Sweet. And so that's that's the like that's the cautionary tale element of that. Right, right, face. right. And maybe maybe going back to the idea I just had mm-hmm. is that um, I kind of like the idea of it being for an older Batman because he maybe starting to lose himself. He's yeah. losing Bruce Wayne, you know. Yeah, he's been doing Batman for so long. Mm-hmm. So it, there's, yeah, there's a parallel, that parallel yeah. there. I think right? it could. Yeah. I think you could do something where it's like, like, you know, Batman's out more and more, and Bruce is nowhere to be found, kind of thing. Right. Where he's like, it's it's he's doing the good that Batman does, and he's doing it effectively and maybe too efficiently. Maybe getting into that idea of him like succumbing more to like the entity of the bat than than and like losing bruce and that becomes pivotal between like the, the clayface character or something like that Could right 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 cool because then he's like i'm just like this fucking monster right 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 i love the parallel shit yeah like, I, I think it, it, it works to be... batman's favor for sure yeah yeah because i mean all those villains are just like i said earlier they're just some kind of reflection of him and Though then... we did have trouble with poison ivy last week we were trying to figure it out, but it's oh, like, really? It's like, yeah. how do you do it, man? Like, it's so tough. Because it's just like, yeah. 
yeah, as I said, it's just it's an exaggerated version of Greenpeace or something, or just like it's to the point where she like she she values the life of plants over the life of human beings, right, and yeah. I'm just like I can't wrap my head around that as a realistic psychological issue. Yeah, <laughs> to, to like really explore <laughs> right, what right. she herself yeah. is a human. Like that's I'm just true. like I I don't get this. Like I that's why I've never really right. I, I've never right. really liked the character that much. Mm-hmm. Right on that so. They're gonna reinvent her in some way. They, I mean, she's they, they write her as like yeah. a seductress, I guess, yeah. which plays to Bruce Wayne's yeah. weaknesses. It makes, I guess, it makes but. sense, like the whole environmental terrorist angle and stuff, and like her. Yeah, but her you got Rosal Gould for, for that too, you huh? know? Like na- Namer for plants. Yeah, but it can't. But it can't be just strictly plants, even though she is poison ivy. Like yeah. if you were to write from that angle, it'd be like more environmental, more about like the planet Earth itself, mm-hmm. animals and oh, stuff like yeah, that. Like, yeah, yeah. Could, could have greater dimension, and Batman being like modeled after like an animal maybe like i'm stuck on this i think like him getting <laughs> succumbing to the animal you're gonna figure out poison you know? ivy yeah, yeah you're gonna alan <laughs> yes. more poison ivy. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> i mean i think you had a decent idea last time andrew about Usher it potentially being leaves. tied into bruce's dating life and like maybe it's not necessarily about plants it's about her hatred for men and stuff and it's taking the not to go on a whole other tangent, but like taking the whole like instead of just the environmental thing too far, also the the super feminist take too far as uh, well. Ah, yeah, 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 it yeah. Becomes yeah. like destroy all the men type of thing. That might be more relevant to today as an exaggerated form of that. Some people might be worried about the politics of that when you put that on film, but I, I agree with that. Yeah, audiences like... would want it flipped. She would be the protagonist. In that. Yeah, I know. In which case, <laughs> yeah, I'm just yeah, like, yeah, yeah, like yeah. no, that's not how this yeah. works. Yeah. <laughs> He's a Batman villain, everybody. Some Red Sparrow shit. But yeah, that's why there's this controversy of Joker where it's just like, oh, like they're the hero of this movie is an incel or, or a sad white man and everything like that. I'm just like, of course it is. That's the whole point of the killing joke. Like this yeah, is the yeah, actual. Yeah, yeah. Oh, this is a whole other topic. This is a whole other topic. We'll <laughs> go into this with the Joker this episode later yeah. coming up. We'll because like, look, we'll we'll have more to talk about when we actually see the goddamn movie because yeah. I think people are just going off of. They don't like the idea of hearing that it's about this type of subject matter, and so right. they rebel against touchy. it. But they haven't actually seen the thing. Best time to address it. So I don't know what, like, the, I don't see the need for the controversy or to explore the controversy that much until I actually see the movie. Mm-hmm. Right. True. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. It's almost too reasonable what you just said there, Ben. Yeah, well, <laughs> could use some more of that in this world, I guess. Yeah. It's almost too reasonable. Yeah. <laughs> So I think that wraps up. <laughs> we wrapped up Sub Zero way Sub-Zero, back. Right. <laughs> Sub Zero, everybody. So there really good. isn't much to talk about with I Sub Zero. We didn't talk about it that much, but I feel like it's just too fucking good. And there wasn't that much it to really, say. I mean, yeah. like, it stands for itself. It yeah. stands for itself. They're just uh, it's a master not... class on getting your point across, mm. keeping it entertaining. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's just cutting the fat. There's it, just it, not really anything to it that cutting the like fat. Phantasm. We had like we had a lot of praise, but we had so much to talk about because it was so different from. Batman 89, Batman Returns. Right. Now it's like, right. okay, we're kind of getting more accustomed to the animated series, more accustomed to like character exploration. Right, and stuff, right, right, right. Because they've right. gotten deeper as a character by the time we've gotten to this movie. I mean, there's there's hardly any plot hole whatsoever, even the minute stuff, like his leg at the end too. Like It just feels like every little detail, the mechanics, just the mechanics of everything, you know, it's a testament to Deany and everybody involved. In this, um, I don't know who did Dini write this. Actually, let me look this up just to give credit to where credit it is. It seemed due, like it might everybody not have showed up actually. to work that day. Yeah, that's pretty <laughs> when, much. Everybody's when on Sub Zero was on, it's just like, yeah, we're making this Batman animated movie. Bop, so bop, 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 bop. <laughs> this movie is credited to. Whoops, I clicked the wrong thing. Hold on. Well, I give this nine indeeds. Nine yeah. point 
five, maybe. Say yeah. shit, solid this is maybe a ten. No, I give it a ten. I've I've given tens before. It was not it's written by Dini. Who wrote it? Randy Rogel and Boyd Kirkland. Boyd Kirkland. That name stuck out to me. Boyd Kirkland. Yeah. yeah. Well, who is he? What do you know? They, they he all. Sounds... I mean, they both worked on the animated series. Oh, okay. So is Boyd Kirkland. Camp. He sounds like he'd be a name of a villain in a Batman movie. Boyd, Boyd Kirkland. Or like a southern dude. <laughs> Boyd Kirkland. My name is Boyd Kirkland. Uh, <laughs> he wrote. Uh, so I think Randy Rogel wrote. Shit. Hold on. How many deeds you give it, Stefan? I'd say a solid nine. Nine? Yeah. Uh, was, I agree with that. It was good. I really appreciate the brevity of it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, movies are too fucking long. You know? Yeah, like, yeah, I got to all the time. Maybe when we had to sit through two hours of Batman and Robin, I'm like, okay. Like, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yes. I and we the... just saw It Chapter 2, which was oh, two God, hours like three and 50 hours. minutes. Yeah. What? It's nearly it's three that hours. that long? Yeah, it's oh so long. I do. I mean, I'm looking forward to seeing that. I haven't seen it yet. Yeah, I need to You know, I don't hate long movies. I'm just like. Considering the book is. Dunkirk, baby. Yeah. That shit was. Yeah, 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 yeah. I like this is, man. Talk about the tangent episode, but yeah. Dun- Dunkirk is just so like what he he just done um, um, Interstellar. Mm-hmm. So it's like he went from the huge movie to like mm-hmm. we're going to a small ass. I mean, a World War Two, but this is a small yeah. movie now. You know, like, somebody was, was cool. telling me cool. that he, he, I don't know that this is true, but that he only did Batman Begins, so eventually he could do Dunkirk with the right budget and the right the proper execution. Did he have Dunkirk Maybe. in his mind for so long? Uh, that's what somebody was telling me. I forget exactly who it was or what the conversation was, but like that seems like a fuck. It does seem that's like a dedication. He, right? I could here. see Nolan because like Batman yeah. not being his yeah. like main drive. Right, because he didn't yeah. he didn't know the comics before he signed right. on to it. Right, um, so he I just could see that. he basically had a love for the Richard Donner type. I mean, we're gonna jump into the Nolan stuff to like another month from now, but he had a love for the Richard Donner type Superman and he wanted a Batman movie along those lines Okay, of yeah. that in terms of like the origin story and how he became that and everything. But the, the mechanics of it and everything, that was all gore in terms of where the, the, the character stuff uh, for that was from the comics and everything. And then I think it just kind of turned into, you know, I'll do Batman. and Because you notice like he did Batman Begins, then Prestige, then Dark Knight, then Inception, mm-hmm. then Dark Knight, right? Like there oh, was that's a, right. his he was own movie. In between. Yeah. He does his oh, own movie real. in between. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So right. like, I think right. he was just like, that's I'll right. trade off. Yeah. When it come, when the time what comes. What a workhorse, man. Dude. I gotta get yeah. shit done. Yeah. So yeah. now that we're done with Sub Zero. Wait, wait, like, wait. Indeed. So you said nine. Yeah, I, I agree with, with, yeah. uh, with on that. What gives it the one point? What makes it, what keeps it from being. Uh, probably the fact there's not a lot of Batman stuff. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Other things on it are. No arc. No Batman arc. Yeah. Really. yeah I mean, that, that would have helped it, but I'm, not, I'm I don't. Might not necessarily be fair to hold yeah. it against the movie, but I think it would have helped elevate it. To me, further. it's like yeah, yeah, it's yeah. like Star Trek Beyond or something. It's like uh-huh. a really solid entry, but right. like easily floats under the radar. Right, 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 right. Not bad, right? You know? Like, and that's only an hour, so you have a whole rest of the afternoon to be like, "What are you going to do now?" <laughs> do a podcast again, an hour long. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I think uh, this podcast this is longer. Podcast than the longer. Yeah. <laughs> it is. I mean, the movies were like eighty-five minutes or something in the theater. Yeah. You, could, you could get more bang for your buck. You could have so many more show mm-hmm. times of that same movie. You would you have know? ten it movies. Yes, at ten. That point. Yeah. Considering that the book is like forty-four hours long when you get it on Audible. Yeah, I'm still working my way Jesus. through that. I'm a fourth of the way in. Oh my god, I wouldn't be able to do it. Uh, <laughs> I'm just commuting. I'm just driving around and listening okay. to it. I'll be done when I'm like forty. <laughs> I'm done. Oh my god, I like it. But I don't like it that much. Yeah. Um, is that pretty much it, guys? That's pretty much it for Sub Zero and all somewhat related yeah. topics in between. Yeah, right, right. So we got a busy month coming up because uh, obviously we got to tackle 
uh, Batman Begins, which is the next live-action movie. So now we're getting into the Nolan Dark Knight trilogy territory. We also have an upcoming Batman-related movie, which is the Joker movie. So we're going to see the origin of Batman and the origin of Joker. And we're going to explore what could have been, because along the same lines, since we have a Batman origin movie and a Joaquin Phoenix in the Batman world movie, we have what could have been a Batman movie starring Joaquin Phoenix back in 2003, which is the Darren Aronofsky Batman Year One script deep dive. Was was Joaquin supposed to be Batman? Aronofsky wanted Joaquin as Batman. Whoa. Oh, my God. That's going to be pretty cool. Yeah. I think he's better suited All for I Joker. remember is Aronofsky saying something about how the Batmobile should be like a Lincoln Town car with a, bus like engine. a, a school bus engine yeah. in it or something. I was oh like, I want to see God. this. Warner Brothers, yeah. Warner Brothers wanted his take. Like, what would you do? And he's like, I would film it in a Hong Kong, and I would get like 1970s Clint Eastwood as Batman. <laughs> oh my God. Now keep in mind these are the execs from like Batman and Robin era, so they're just like, okay, tell us more because that's <laughs> different from what we got. Yeah. Right. Uh, so you get a Batman Year One movie that's um, funny enough, but very influenced by the Scorsese Taxi Driver 1970s okay. style stuff, very much like the actual Joker movie that Phoenix is in okay. right now. So it seems inevitable that Joaquin was going to end up in a Batman movie influenced by those movies and is like grounded in realism like aronofsky mm-hmm. straight up said to, in my mind uh batman is travis bickle from taxi driver and gordon is serpico okay so those were the kind of the movies that was influencing him on top of the fact that it was the actual comic so uh we'll dive into that directly I hearing news about that but yeah i think that was around the time we were graduating college and like my uh, my mind mm-hmm. was like i was aware of it but i was just so my mind was on graduating. Yeah. At, at that, that time, point. if I read the news, I was certain it was going to happen. Yeah. So oh, I was like, this yeah. is my favorite director at the time. Right, and right, right. Like, oh my God, right. he's doing Batman. And yeah. then it just like falls away. Yeah, it just fell apart. Well, of course. And you're just like, wait a minute, whatever you, happened to that fucking Aronofsky? When you find it, it would never come out. <laughs> the, the script was ahead of its time. It would have been made. But there was a full script year. written. Is a full script written oh, by him and Frank good. Miller. That's awesome. And Miller, huh? And Miller, they co-wrote it. There's a lot of differences from the original comic. Uh, a lot of interesting stuff. It's very much weirdly along the lines of what we're seeing with this Joker movie of something that isn't quite mainstream, would yeah. have been R-rated, very much influenced by the 70s, uh, and made a lot of changes to canon that would have been really controversial at the time. I'm going to end on a hot take. Yeah. I uh, I think I like Court of Owls more than Dark Knight Returns. Miller does not like do it for me as much as everybody really? else does. Yeah. I think I think Snyder's better than Frank Miller. <laughs> To be honest with you, yeah, I didn't like what he did with Mr. Freeze. Okay, not everything, but I think <laughs> Snyder's really fucking good. But we'll dive into Frank Miller when we get to the yeah. Aronofsky episode. But that's a preview of the uh, upcoming episodes, and uh, I think that's it. Yeah. All right, cool. Um, search for Superhouse Podcast on whatever social media you're on, and um, <laughs> and uh, yeah, I'm Thunderwolf Drew on Instagram and Twitter, and uh, I'm Ben Juan Ryder on Instagram, and I also help out with the Instagram uh, for Superhouse Pod, so that's Superhouse Pod, that's P O D, and you'll get to see visuals of stuff that we obviously can't show you over audio. Indeed, I'm Wolfie Cruz, C R U Z Z. On Facebook as well as Instagram. Instagram's mostly just like photo shit I take whenever. Nobody's gonna be board. searching for you on Facebook. But though. I'll be more. I'm gonna be more. <laughs> yeah. Facebook is so dead yeah. now, man. Is so it? dead. Well, maybe I'll get on Twitter for or something. Or but I'll worse. be more active with the Superhouse uh, posting and publication okay, now good. that I'm back in the game. Just moved to LA to fucking podcast with the rest of the he, crew. He moved here just to podcast. <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> 
That's a lot of sacrifices. Anybody need a roommate? <laughs> all aboard. All aboard the Superhouse train, baby. Yeah. By the way, I'm putting this out into the universe. This is big dreams. Bush here. gave me a pretty good advance. So. Gave him a blowjob. Oh, oh. I mean, uh, um, <laughs> super, Superhouse Con 2020. I, I want. Yes. What, what would that look like? You know what I mean? Like I want to do. A, I want to do Superhouse convention. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So start talking to the fans, man. All start day. Getting really? up close That's and personal hard. with our we fans. We should. We should have a panels. We, have, we could do live now. It's not that hard to get a booth yeah. at, 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 at a convention, especially the smaller ones, Let's like WonderCon or and something. And then we'll make like fake products. And, well, we can just make stickers T-shirts or something. T-shirts. Yeah. T-shirts. Yeah. And it could be Superhouse yeah. Super yeah. Con 2020, bro. We'll slap it on boobies and whatnot. <laughs> and dicks. Yeah. <laughs> Ball sacks. I'll let you guys take care of that part of the yeah. marketing. Mm-hmm. Just keep work is work. <laughs> you know. We'll record from jail then. <laughs> <laughs> Yes. I'll call in for that one. Use your one phone call on that one. Wolf moved to LA for only a month, only to get incarcerated. Yeah, just. I hope not. Well, we stayed on topic with Batman Sub Zero, everybody. Yes. Yeah. We were we were on topic for like Superhouse Con 2020, <laughs> baby. There's not Superhouse much Con. to say about this movie. Like, it's it, good. Yeah, go see it on DC Universe. Let's rent out an entire convention center just for Superhouse. Dude, we'll have I'm one table in the middle it. of the thing and a line out the door. I'm not against it. Let's <laughs> yeah, do it. That'd be awesome. T-shirts, right. stickers. Anyway, come um, to Superhouse 2020. Oh. Um. Yeah, that's in the universe. Uh. But yeah, you know. It's on DC Universe right now, anyway. Uh, Batman Sub Zero. Please check it out, especially if you haven't, uh, if you haven't seen it, and if you have liked Batman the animated series in the past, because it's the same team pretty much. It's like the same deal. Check it out, and it's it's really well made. So anyway, this is Andrew signing off. This is Ben signing off. This is Wolfie signing off. <laughs>